This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And now for something completely different. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. And now, here's your host. He talks right, he knows his stuff, and he knows how to make a girl laugh. Thank you! I'm here all week. Hi, Chris. Hey, hello. Brentford won. Leicester City won. Point gained or two lost. 
the eternal question when you get a draw, isn't it? Um, I was ready for going mad, to be honest with you, because that first half, I thought we were awful. Um, people may disagree with me. That's the way I saw it. Brad, who's, who's waiting in the green room, may well disagree with me. Second half, well, different team, in fairness. Um, but by then, of course, the damage had been done. We'd already gone one behind. Uh, some weird starting lineup. I mean, the thing that you, managers give out a vote of confidence, and you know, oh, sorry, the chairman give out to the managers a vote of confidence. The manager then knows that he's probably better start uh, looking for another job. Is it becoming the same with Brendan Rodgers when he praises a player? You know, he, he's probably never, never going to see him again. You know, Hamza Chowdhury, now Mendy. Indeedy, I mean, he nearly cost us the second goal. Um, you know, because basically he couldn't pass through fucking... He couldn't pass, he couldn't pass wind. I mean, it hit the ball straight to an attacking Brentford player. Um, just some comments uh, on on the on the websites. Uh, when Brendan Rodgers went over to briefly applaud the Leicester fans after the final whistle, there were some boos, and a Rodgers out banner was also visible. And we'll come to his uh, re re uh, remarks on that afterwards. Uh, watch top, keep the manager over a draw. It's time to go. Too late for the players to start playing well now. Two weeks off. Let's get a new manager in. You know, you, it is the perfect time, and I think the last time. Uh, still winless uh, in too many. Time for a change. Uh, Michael Gamble, good point today. Such a wild relegation battle with only four points between 12 and 20. 1-1, uh, it could have been worse, I guess. I'll take the point, given the run we're currently on. So, we're try so we are on top playing decent, and what does he do? Makes changes just because Brentford did. I mean, the guy can't win. I mean, I get where a lot of these are coming from, but we scream for substitutions. Then we make the substitutions. He gets shouted at for doing it. Um, just so predictable. Laboured build-up. Uh, Tete offering nothing. Barnes cutting in every time. The ability is there, but the coaching isn't. Uh, Rizwan Sutar, my man of the match today. Tony didn't have a sniff. Uh, if his centre-back partner puts in a half-decent shift, Suter can really dominate. He dealt with Tony in the same manner as he did with Kane at home. Uh, just pay them the £10 million cheaper than relegation. We were shocking for ages. The subs actively decreasing our chances of a result. Four subs in 90. Brendan knows that we have five, question mark. And just to make matters worse, Chelsea... 0-0 against Everton. And the commentator just said, it's the same old Chelsea problem, they can't score. <laughs> Play Leicester every week, mate. They'll be top of the fucking league. Let's bring him in, see if he agrees with anything I said. I'm not sure if his camera's working. Let's bring him in and say hi to Brad. Hi, mate. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with bits and bobs of what you've said. Uh, the, the first half was poor. It was... Um, Roll your eyes, Paul. There wasn't it. It was here we go again, sort of Paul. Um, so yeah, the first off wasn't a lot to talk about at all, but it was all we've been able to talk about in recent weeks with performances and how they've played, <coughs> the manner in which they played. So it was, 
it wasn't the greatest the first half. And when we came in 1-0, I was like, well, Muff, my prediction's looking good. Steve's prediction was looking good. You know, no, but yours was looking horrible. Uh, and I was thinking we're going to be sat here yet again discussing a loss. I suppose when it's that bad, you have to really use that sentiment to its full degree, don't you? You really have to hold on to the positives in the game because, thankfully, the second half, Leicester woke up. Mm. Do you know, do you know what I love about this game of ours that we call football is the fact that we can all watch the same game and we can all see different things. Um, and that's what I love. And it doesn't make me right or wrong. It's just what I saw. It's just my opinion. I didn't think, indeed, he had very a very good game today. And, indeed, he was brilliant, in my opinion. No one was shown for the ball when he lost it. I just think there was another another pass on that he could have made. But, like I say, look, we see things differently. You know, 10 people can watch the same move and come up with 10 different different answers. Um, big point today, Keith's my favourite manager in post till the end of the year. End of the year? No, surely you mean the end of the season. Jerry, look, Jerry's saying, um, sack him over a draw against Brentford Nutters. Uh, you know what, Jerry? I don't think you'll find it's just the draw that we are want him sacked over. It's the whole fucking last season and a half. If you want to come on, say in the chat, and I'm happy for you to come on and defend Brendan. It's your opinion. You are entitled to it. I'm not saying you're right, we're wrong, whatever. You want him to stay... Come on and let us know how. Or why even, you know. Uh, Nate is back. Good morning, good evening, Chris, everyone. Uh, this Okay, I mean, again, give us an answer. Okay, don't just sat there and go, Jerry. Don't just sit there and go, well, this negativity. We can all do that. Say why we're being negative. Say why you think we should be positive. What have we got to be positive about? I mean, that's going to take a couple of minutes. So we've got plenty of time in the show to fit it in. But talk to us. Tell us what positivities that there is. Like I say, want to come on the show, mate? I'm happy to put the link in there for you. Scott, welcome back, sir. I was only thinking about you the other day, which is probably more scary for you than it was for me. I hope everything is all right with all your family, sir. It has been a long time. Um, obviously, I didn't pressure you. You know, you come and go as and when you want, and you can do it. Uh, but I just hope everything is all right at your end. That sounded a bit wrong, actually, but you know what I mean. Um, as Jerry said, uh, everyone hit the like button and subscribe to this channel if you've not already. Uh, Jerry said, oh, uh, I know, but sack him off a poor loss. I'm not happy with him. You cannot sack him after a draw to Brentford. Um, and he says, we've got a good point against high play in Brentford. Now, I'm going to be honest with Jerry, he's quite right there. You know, we look at Brentford and we think, this is Brentford, we we're not, we're not lost to them yet in the Premier League, we should beat them. We forget that they were where we were a few seasons ago, they're challenging for Europe. Um, I, think what, I think what's annoying, I guess, is the fact that we, you look at the other results. Leeds pulverised Wolves. Southampton got a point against Tottenham. We ain't going to get any points against Man City. These are games when we possibly should be. But was one point good enough against a high-flying Brentford? You know, Jerry, I can see what, where he's coming from with that. 
I think realistically, if you take it on the whole and 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 you do that, you look at where our form was. Technically, still is. It's only a little bit better from us. But you look at how we were playing. You look at the results. You look at the lack of creativity, and then you can completely compare it to Brentford, who, you know, like Jerry, Jerry rightly says, are on form are a good side. I think they went on a, a bitty run of unbeaten form. I don't think they've lost at home in like ten or eleven games um, in a row this season. They're, they're on phenomenal form. So, in hindsight, taking everything, I, 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 yeah, it's a good point because. I think it's just because we're so overwhelmed with defeats. I think some of us um, are a little bit numb to the idea that we've actually got a point from the game because it's one of them. We can't help what Wolves do. We can't dictate what Leeds do. I mean, Wolves went down to nine men, um, which tells you how crazy that was. And, and, and Spurs are Spurs. So they never help anybody out, not even themselves. <laughs> um, but it is what it is. I mean, you look at the situation. It's goal difference and that that's keeping us out at the moment or maybe a point Chelsea just scored yes well yes. that's it there's there's something so there's... come and piss on our party Chelsea yeah won. 52 minutes gone Chelsea won uh, Everton nil I'm not sure who it is I think is it and I can't see who they are um, congratulations it's a new lad he looks about 10 um, yeah it's the youngster I can't see. I've no idea who he is. Joe, somebody or another. Uh, it will come up. Joe Felix. That's him. That could well be him. He looks up and he looks about 10. Uh, please don't tell me he's offside. There it comes. Good shot into the corner. Well done. Well done, Chelsea. I was just about to say, well, if you look at the table, we're actually in 17th place. But I think that will have revised it now. And for anybody that's interested in the FA Cup, Unsurprisingly, Manchester City are two 0 Um But I mean, again, Je I would say Jerry makes some very good points. And whilst I disagree with what you said before, Jerry, I'm agreeing with what you say now. Before the game, you'd a bit in a handoff to take a draw against Brentford after that run. I couldn't see it coming. That's how confident I was in Brentford mm -hmm. continuing their impressive form against us. So, yeah, like I said football's a thing of very small joys in the world and some last longer than others and sometimes you've got to look at your situation you're in and take it as it is. It's a good point. It's a good second half and, you know, it, it is that. But I know we all know what Leicester are this season. They're a side that somehow chuck a couple of results together and then go stale again. And, and that's what, what concerns me for the future. I kind of like what Ant said, though. I'm kind of with Ant on his point. I'm kind of beyond all this out, Rogers in, Rogers whatever. I'm not even. I'm not even on the debate. I'm not get casting vote anymore. I'm just concerned and focused about what the lads do on the pitch and get the results. If they do that, then whatever happens happens in terms of managers staying or going at some point or at the end of the season. I'll worry about that when it's the end of the season. Now I just want Leicester in the Premiership, whether that's 17th or or 13th. We finish. I don't care. So I, I'm kind of at that with the debate. You could do, you could certainly do a Donald Trump and say end it now. Um, yeah, <laughs> would take it. I mean, I, I, all that I'm worried of, nearly one all. All that I'm worried about is, did we pack? Did we back well 
when it was that bad. Did we say, oh, well, you know what, keep him till the end of the season, it's all right. Did we with Peter Taylor say, well, you know, let's keep him till the end, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll be all right, just see how we are at the end of the season. No, we didn't. We did it with Ranieri, no, we didn't. So, yes, obviously, I'll back the team. I mean, you know, I was only the only one out of the three of us that actually went for us to win today. But I'm sorry, the... I thought it was a second one then. Uh, so, so whatever. Sorry, James. I know you won't be watching me watching it on Sky, but I so want Chelsea to win. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just past thinking that this guy is going to be able to do anything. Like you said, yeah. two, two up front for the last game, we had loads of shots on target. All right, you went one up front. We did have you know shots on target this time, but. He brings in actual one on the 89th minute. Well, this this is Brendan Rodgers. We're not we're not. This isn't new to us. We are very familiar with the concept of Brendan Rodgers and his bizarre ability to put someone random on the pitch in a random position for a couple of weeks and then never see him again. He's also very consistent with how he does his substitutions. So I'm not even surprised anymore. And to be fair, like I said to you, I think it was at half time. Um, you know, the, the difference between um, Taylor and Powell is Brendan, no matter what happens with Brendan, whether he leaves at the end of the season or he's given another season is uh, or not, whenever his time comes at Leicester, his total achievement, say, saying that he doesn't get Leicester relegated, obviously, in, in, in that category, but he will end this season, even if he was to be removed from his position at the end of the season you would look at his season from a neutral point of view and say he was fairly successful because he brought them European football and silverware and it just went a little bit sour near the end and in reality that's what it is I think sorry on that point though Brad should we therefore have kept Ranieri I mean, there's always a case for it, but then you go back and think back over that time and think about some of the more aggressive reports around that time. You know, we're 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 seeing banners out there. We're hearing the, the murmurs, which is what any manager under severe pressure like Brendan's in is going to get, whether you like it or not, whether you think it's a good part of football or not. It is a part of part so of football with any fan base. Trust me, any fan base and every fan base has that in them, where fans will do that regardless. But the thing is, Leicester, take your minds back as well. There was a lot of no smoke without fire reports that he was confusing with his tactics. He'd lost the dressing room. There was player fallouts. There was players falling out of him. They, they were going above him to the hierarchy. Everybody seems to forget them reports and wonder why it sort of happened. I think we all know what seriously happened. I don't think it was just bad and detrimental. Like It hasn't left a sour taste in anyone's mouth, but it showed there and also, Leicester were in that period. Do you remember when our owners first came in? They were sacking managers like the name was Watford FC. So maybe Leicester are just saying, you know what, we have we have a choice here. We can either do what we always do, which is kick them out and and panic and save grace, and then we go through a what did we go through? We went through a weird period of having of Appleton and Shakespeare in charge for about a season and a half worth in total. I don't think the club want that. I think the club are hoping that this time a charm actually stick by the manager and he, he does enough to warrant being kept. I don't I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but that's that's where the thinking's gotta be I at. I don't want him kept. I want him out tomorrow if it is. And I don't care whether you've got a draw now or whatever. That's just my personal choice. Ant says here different board, different ruthlessness. 
No, I think you'll find when we sacked Pearson, when we sat, which was even for non-football reasons, when we sacked, um, uh, what's it called? Well, it was actually the same board. All right, you know, you can say there was there was top top rather than weak child, but basically the board it wasn't like we've got a whole different board. And Jerry says here, Rogers has shown us what we're capable of attacking good football. When and when was the last time we saw that? Just tell me because I haven't seen attacking Tottenham. good football. Or, yeah, but that was was that were we good or were Tottenham that bad? No, we were good. We got to give credit where it was due. We were good that game. We were uh, we were good because even even when teams have played bad this season, when we played at how we've been playing for the majority of it, they've ended up beating us. So we we had to play well to beat a Spurs side, no matter how Spurs are. They are. Oh, I don't know because Southampton two 0 down got a three three draw against Spurs. So I'm yeah, sorry, our, our you know. But then you're going to do that with yeah. But then you could then you you will proceed to and always do that with any victory Leicester only have and any fan would. What's the point in winning the game if it's just going to go? Oh well, yeah, but West Ham beat them or Southampton beat them. Is that the case if we beat Man City? Let's just say, do you know, are we going to turn around and go? Yeah, well, that's okay. But other teams got points off them, so it doesn't mean nothing. It's it's perspective of the day. They, Leicester still played well in that game to win it. We can't say they didn't because they scored four goals. Okay, so that's one game. Um, how many games have we played so far this season? I didn't say it was a good thing. I just said it happened more recently <laughs> than in memory serves. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm sorry. When he kept, This is more boring than Puel. I would sooner watch the Leicester team under Puel than I would do with Rodgers. I've come out and said, if they sat Rodgers and said we've got Puel till the end of the season, great. I'd bite their hand off now and I'd take him. Because at least we were winning games. Were we though? With Paul Howell? Because I'm pretty sure the reason he got sacked is because if we were losing games and drawing games and being really boring and he got two we results were, that kept him on we for... Where we are now. But where would we have been? Because Roger's been allowed to cast it further into the season. Well, so If we stick with Roger, we could be in a different division altogether. Well, we could have been in that with Paul You don't know the decisions. It's, it's all no, great in hindsight. Maybes, but you know when when Rogers came in and he said, "Oh, I'm going to get Vardy attacking again." Well, he did for a bit. Yes, he, he did, got, but he... he got us two fifth places. Don't get me wrong; be grateful for that. You know, consistent European football. The fact that we got to the semi-finals of the European Cup, uh, albeit Conference League, probably saved his job last season. Um, but since since the the FA Cup win. It's been all downhill for us. Oh, we've, we've, we've got a nippon. He's going on a tour of his house. No, I had to shut the door because my housemate's busy in the fridge. He was coming through, so I just wanted to shut the door. Oh, well, that's what he's doing in the fridge. And what's Harry Maguire doing at your house anyway? Um, oh, wow. But, but, you know, that, that attack is gone. There's no attacking football. Um, and we can't sack 15 players. We know we can't. Whatever you say, when they go over that line, they are doing what they are being told to do. The books... Yeah, they are. Man. Yeah, they are. Um, the biggest problem is, and, and again, still Rogers kind of... Take, kind, well, he does take the blame for this in a way, but he kind of doesn't because we found out through time that maybe the owners haven't been able to afford to spend as much as maybe we thought was possible. We certainly saw it this, you know, this window. Uh, well, the summer window, we definitely saw that. But the thing is, one thing I've always said is, and it does worry me, is Leicester is 
very good, and I'm not saying we're not, but we're very good um, at um, at playing that attacking football. The problem is, if you look back at our seasons where the real scrutiny came in, where the pressure was on Leicester because I felt like the media never forgave us for not bottling a league title and going on to win it because they really amped up the pressure on Leicester when we were sat third and fourth in them two seasons where we finished fifth. Now, again, I'm, I'm kind of tongue-in-cheek with this here, but it felt like they were really trying to hope Leicester would bottle it, which we, you know, in layman's terms, we did because we finished fifth. But teams were figuring it out. And the thing is, in this game, in this modern-day football, you need two, maybe even three ways of playing. The really good teams can play three, four, five ways. Like the ones that win the league consistently. Well, not just the coaches, but the quality of players they can afford. I mean, we're talking the Man Cities that play like that every week and and, and that. So, there is that as well. I'm not saying that... The FA Cup. Yeah, but again, were we not on a jaded bad form? I mean, as great as that FA Cup was, Tillemans' shot that went in was the only thing I really remember testing their goalkeeper in that thing. We won it, it was great, but... We were getting capitulations against Bournemouth. We, we, My we point. Were VAR, we were VAR assisted there. Yeah, again, and but that that leads to my point. This Leicester team's never had a plan B, and that's the one thing you could say Powell and Brendan are trying to install is a plan B. They're just not getting the right bodies in, and maybe Brendan's not been afforded to. That's why maybe Brendan needs to get his plan A right first of all. Um, yeah. I'm and and says here five nil Palace away was a highlight. Okay, Who was manager so, then? Which one, which bad was that? Who? Well, that was Pearl, I think. That was poor, weren't it? Yeah. But to me, two losses to the worst team in the Premier League is a highlight highlight of this season. And I don't know what you mean when we're going to say we're going to get three rant. We only play teams twice the same season unless we play cup games, and we ain't in any cups anymore. We got knocked out of the. You know, we got knocked out of the FA Cup by oh a Championship side. Yes. <laughs> Um, Puel got just knocked out by a League Two side. So did Ranieri. Um, what I'm saying is, did he? If, these play, if those managers have been sacked, then he so. should have got. I said earlier, has he got an, a compromising picture, allegedly, of Susan Whelan on top doing something that they shouldn't be doing? Is that why he's still got his job? Because it's the only way I can imagine why, why he's still sat in that office now. Again, times change, owners make decisions and things have happened in the entirety since Roger's appointment. And I'm not forsaking it, but you have to take it on board. The COVID, the business things, he's got so much more to manage at a worse point than it was before. When things were going good and gravy, everything was going good. The King Power was going great, Leicester was going great, the money was better for him and it was all going good. And the fallout of COVID and, and the fallout of Europe has, has coexisted. I think the approach is they realise in that ooh, we were a little bit sack happy when we first got here, and it's just natural progression. Some things don't change, and again, you, you, the more games get played, the more games he's left in charge for. It does become pointless sacking him at some point because no manager is going to turn it around if we're two points off with two games to go. It's just it's just not going to happen. Um, it's, it's, at the end of the season, we're relegated and Palace. Stay up. Yeah, but, you know, it's easy to say, oh, sack him and get someone else in and it could save us. What if it doesn't? 
one of the players were actually like, no, we will fight. Well, you just shrug your shoulders. We could have paid Billy hundreds of millions to bring a manager in. So you can't just shrug your shoulders and go, oh, well, we'd get relegated for someone else. That's even more money the club's wasted. Exactly. And if we stick with Rogers, we're paying him 10 million to, to bugger off. We're going to pay a lot more because we're going to go down into the championship. Although we'll get a bit. Yeah, but if you sack him and the outcome still okay. comes to the worst, it's going to cost you more. Yeah, but how do we know if we keep him? It's not going to cost. No, you don't. That's the that's the whole point. In 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 hindsight, being a wonderful thing, mate. You don't. Oh, well, we yeah. don't know. We just got to pray that it works, and we scrape over the line. Like I said, we've got to hope we get seventeenth or better. That's it. That, that, that's the nutshell of this season. I don't care how it's done. I don't think you really care how it's done. You prefer to not have Rogers at the helm doing it, but let, let's all collectively agree. If Leicester were to be told right now, you're going to finish seventeenth or higher, we'll snap your hand off. Whether it's, but you know, whether it's bloody. Craig Blue Child, I don't know. Don't get me wrong, I do not I'm not gonna sit here and say I want us to get relegated so that Rogers goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never say I want us to lose against Brentford so Rogers goes. But I just want us to win, but I still want Rogers to go if that makes yeah. sense. But we know, I mean look, you know, you know, I've shut down my Facebook group because of the toxicity between City fans. That's all caused by what is going on at the club at the moment. And that's not all, Brendan. I said at the start of the season, Top has to take his, you know, fair share of the blame for that with the way that he... Oh, it's one all. Oh, for God's sake. So we're back Graham, down to the 17th. Um, Graham pissing Potter. Yeah. Um, but then again, playing Leicester, they beat us. Mm, yeah. Um, and I just want to just very quickly, as I say, Top completely, I think... Has to take a lot of blame for this season because it started off with a lot of weeks of bad feeling and not knowing what was going on because he couldn't open his mouth and come out and explain to people why we weren't making buy-ins. But funnily enough, he managed to come out and say on the last day of the transfer window in the Man United programme when nothing could be done about it. So Top has to take his share of the blame as well. Yeah. Uh, Jerry says here, um, a Grimsby beat Southampton. Yeah, that's the Southampton that's beaten us twice. <laughs> I don't see your point in that. <laughs> so Grimsby beat Southampton, it means nothing. Yeah, but then that team that got beaten by Southampton by Grimsby have beaten us twice. Gone are the days when we beat them 9-0. You know. Um Tate Rogers over Prell. Yeah, and I, I understand what you're saying. All I'm saying is who could come in and do a worse job? Well, might come in and do as bad a job. Jesse Marsh. Well, we don't know until they come in, like you said. Hindsight. Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampard. I think it should be a Lampard Gerrard double in. That would be the dream team. You know? Oh God, I'd, I'd leave. I'd leave. I'd just leave the planet. Get me on the rocket off Earth if that happened. You know? <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, but. Yeah, it is a game of... I don't give a shit about other teams, apart from, you know, if it's affecting us. I'm talking about Leicester. It is a game of upsets, but we are better than this. We, it's not just that we've suddenly got... We've fallen off that cliff. No, we've been driving down this incline for, I say, a season and a half. Since the start of last season... We've got Harold Shipman working at um, Seagrave, because every... You know, um, what's he called? Uh, Johnny Evans comes back, plays five minutes, goes training, gets injured. Christensen, we sign him. Four weeks he's been here, he gets injured. 
And nobody in that board has got the balls to go, well, what's going on? Susan Whelan, Top, John Rudkin, have none of you got any sense to go, why are we getting all these training injuries? Uh, it, it just comes across the way that they don't. We're not 100% sure, but it, it is baffling. But then, again, like I said about managers in, in desperate need of positivity, we'll put a very good spin on, on a, what is genuinely a very good point against Brentford. I mean, like, it genuinely is a good point, to be fair, all things considered. They will look at it and go, right, why are we getting so many training ground injuries? And they will say, it's just this, it's that, it's this. Oh, they're, they're, they're just adapting to this. Some players just don't have it. Some players just struggling. This is the standard. that We're only doing what Chelsea and Liverpool, you know, blah, blah, blah. Excuse, reason, excuse, reason, whatever. And that's just why it is. And, and whether it's them falling for a hook, line and sinker or not, I don't know. But them questions need to be more thoroughly examined during an off-season and look at why injuries are caused, when they were caused. Um, what was the problem with it? Were they missed injuries? Why were they missed if they were? Why were there not something picked up on it earlier? How could it have been prevented? And that's what all that work's got to be doing in the off-season until the, the window opens next because it's the best time to analyse it because you'll have every day, every game played, every training session there for them to analyse and look at. Hundred million pounds spent on the, one of the best training facilities in Europe, and people will look at that and go, "I don't want to sign for Leicester." You get injured there. They Who won't know, mate. They, they won't. They won't know because they'll get brought through the door. I am mean, going. Over I, the I know. I, yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, if you if you had that on your CV, you'd be like, oh, "I don't want to work for you." But in realistic terms, it's like VAR. Sorry to swear. I know I swore there with saying the words V A and R, but it's like you can't blame the tools. You know, they've got the tools there and, they, you know, the tools aren't overworking them. It's them over being overworked or whatever it is. Um, but, no, the, the, the £100 million bloody training ground centre is probably keeping us in check with a few players that are signing. Yeah, just, I mean, I don't know if you, this is my comment you're replying to. Injuries are part of football. We've had too many and it must be training, yes. But you can't say that about Christensen. Why can't I say that about Christensen? Because he was injured at the training ground. <laughs> yeah, he, li- he, he he literally came here, did a did a but did a rush pre-season, which you may kind of look at as a bit of a case of oh well, you know he, what we would have like he'd have, we'd have liked to have been able to embed him in, you know a bit because even Roger said at the start about him and Sutard that he wasn't thinking of rushing him in, but they had no choice, so he. Unfortunately, swings and roundabouts in football. They'll I, I, they'll come they'll come a season where we won't get any injuries, and we'll be talking about oh god, do you remember when we had that season when we just solved it? We had about thirty injuries a week. So it could be a penalty to Chelsea. Oh, it could be. It's VAR. It is VAR checking it. It looked a bit of a penalty to me. I'm not going to argue, but we will. Maybe I'm being a bit biased there. Um, no, you, 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 you're quite right. Look, look, take a lot of what I'm saying as, like I say, tongue-in-cheek to create discussions and to, to go over the top to make my points. That's um, what I do. <laughs> but, yeah, and the fact, you know, I don't, I just don't want to agree with you because it would be, it'd be a very quick show. Um, but yeah, injuries are part of football, but we have had a, a lot of them. Uh, there's no two ways about it. But look, 
let us. I'm just trying to fill pad time out to decide whether this is a penalty or not. Um, uh, other teams are getting. Yes, I'm not bothered about other teams, Jerry. I'm bothered about our teams. And since we've had this new fantastic training complex, we've had more than we had before. It's simple. Yeah. Habit, you know? Well, yeah. But again, I think the the thing is the misconception as fans seem to have is if you you know it's not it's not a football game of fiction. This is real life. You don't just upgrade your training facilities and suddenly start getting less injuries. These facilities are to help you. Well, no, but they're they're, they're there. To, well, clearly they're, they're false advertisement of our training ground, but uh, they're, they're they're there to help get the best out of a style of training. They're, so you can get the most out with the most, you know, performance out of a training equipment, the best turf and style or whatever it is to get the best out of these trainings. You hear about these different pitches made up for. Well, Chelsea, you've got the penalty or have scored it. Yes. You know, but but it's not it's not like playing football manager or FIFA. You don't upgrade your training facilities and suddenly you start you don't get any injuries. It's not a magic wand. What it does is it, it allows them players to train at the max performance and get the best out of them in the training. And and again, that we use because that means they've got to push themselves harder. They've got better equipment. They they can get more out of them. They're probably still using parts of their body and muscles that they didn't know they could actually activate because they've got better equipment and, and that's where it's got to be remembered the training ground isn't a physio center we don't suddenly just get cured of injuries because we spend 100 million yeah, on them we it's, have, we have got is there to mm. hope to be able to train people better and, yeah. and have you know it's like you know you're going to have you should have less injuries at a gym because the training equipment's better than you've got in your back room Ray, I mean, you know, I get, you know, if you can remember when we won the league, how many injuries did we have that season? Yeah, and what and whatever injury, yeah, and whatever injuries we did get, they seemed to be lucky for Leicester that we'd probably get a player out for a couple of weeks, but then we'd remember we'd got an international break, so we'd be back training yeah. at least yeah. for the game. Ant says there we were at Baver Drive for Brendan's first year and a half. I don't know, I don't remember. I'll say, I, you know. I'm not going to say that you're wrong, but I, I I can't remember us having that many injuries before. Because um, we used to joke yeah. about Klopp saying that, you know, oh, you know, Van Dyke's injured, you know, broken his fingernail, he's got to be off for a month. Yeah, we used to joke about, but, you know, um, Ray says here, Rogers burns out his players during practice because it looks good to onlookers and hides his inability to make late game subs. Anyway, that said, that said, look, one all today. Um, let's get some let's get some stats up, shall we? Um, it was, in fairness, we've got to say it was a fair point against a team that is doing very very well and pushing for Europe. Yeah, it was. Again, it, it's so mind numbing with Leicester that as soon as we see a team score against us, we just assume we've lost. So yeah, in hindsight, it really is a good point. I mean. Especially after that first half, it was one of them cliche um, a game of two halves, wasn't it? Because Brighton came out at uh, Brighton, Brentford came out in that first half looking to continue their form and looking good, and then in the second half they looked scared of the ball. So, yeah, a point was definitely a fair result. We would, we definitely, I think, were the better team in the second half. Yeah, because we did this magic thing called press the ball. 
Um, we, we, we pressed the occasion a bit more. We weren't Sabutio figures watching the ball because that's what we did a lot of in the first half. That was eye-rollingly mundane and, and typical of us being a bit nervous away from home. The thing is, what we used to do is we used to do that for the first five or six minutes and then get on the press. We did it for 45 minutes. And I did it, didn't I? I'm a little comical of a stunt where I said, our midfield defenders are just doing this. They're watching the ball. They're not reacting to the game. And in the second half, they started reacting to the game and pressing the occasion. And it paid off in instant rewards. Um, unfortunately for, for us, couldn't turn it into a second goal, scoring so early in the first half. But, I mean, we'll talk about it later on. But um, I'm very ashamed of... Um, I can never. I can't remember his name, but the guy who got sent off for Brentford, I think his performance was shameful. I'm guessing he'll be getting a rollicking off Frank in the yeah, dressing room. Baptiste, I think it was Baptiste. Yeah, Baptiste, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Baptiste. Yeah. Um, let's start though at the very beginning, um, which is with the goalkeeper. Surprise! Would have saved it. I, I, I obviously I, could, I saw what your comment was when I when I when I tweeted the team before we started. Um, surprised that he's done that, or has he? Did he throw Danny Warden under the bus a little bit? Kind of throwing him under the bus, but I'm sure very pe lots of people are probably very chuffed that Iverson's had one performance and had one shot at him and it went past him. I'm just saying, right. I, this is all I'm from now on. Whatever I say about Iverson's performance and, and saying Danny Ward, this is all tongue in cheek, right? Because I know there's a few of you little sneaky people out there, right? That when we were playing Brentford at home and first game of the season and we drew to all, it was Ward's this, Ward's that. And then we watched Iverson play 90 minutes against Shrewsbury Town and all of a sudden he was clearly a number one Premier League goalkeeper against League Two opposition. He did the same against 92nd place at the time, 92nd place Gillingham. And all of a sudden we were raving for him in goal. And every time, even if Danny Ward had a good game, you little you little weasels would come on here and you'd hurt Danny Ward's feelings. So, and you'd say that he was better and, and Iverson should play, even though he made some good saves. And now I'm saying this, we'd have won the game 1-0 with Ward in goal because he'd have saved that deflection. I mean, it was very. I'm, I'm actually rewatching JFK the film at the moment. Um, oh, because you feel he's been assassinated that bad? <laughs> yes, I want to see if he survives this time. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know that 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 the, the, the bullet that took about three, you know, he went up, across, down, back, and in um, <laughs> before it actually killed him. That was a bit like that that goal, really, wasn't it? <laughs> it did take a couple of deflections. Yeah, yeah, it did. And and look, like I said, after that tongue-in-cheek little moan I've had at you all before you go and say anything, I'm very happy that Iverson didn't have much to do. Yeah. I mean, Danny Ward must be fuming in a way because he's just seen... He's probably watched that performance and go, why can't I have that little to deal with? Because as happy as I am, and I'm glad that he played a part in getting Leicester a point... He didn't really play his part because the defence did the job for the majority of it. And I say he didn't play his part because I don't remember him doing anything but put the ball out of his net. Um, I mean, if you want to go for a stretch there and some of you say, you know, some of you were saying we wanted Casper back. Well, unfortunately, Iverson's got his kicking ability because he kicked out a player a lot. 
I'm not being sour. I'm not. I'm not being petty. I'm not being childish with you people. I'm just merely stating fact that the only thing I was did in that game was let a goal in and kick it out of play three times. I don't know what you mean, um, <laughs> but can I just say it's four 0 to Manchester City at the moment. I think Burnley's run is coming to an end. Um, nah, still Vincent Company magic there. <laughs> We'll see, we'll see. Um, so, we're 1-0 down after 32 minutes. Um, I couldn't work this ref out. At times I was thinking he's, a bit, he's been a bit unfair because we seem to be giving every decision to Brentford. When it was a foul for us, we, he didn't give it. But then obviously we'll we come on to the sending off later. Um, but James Madison booked in the 22nd minute and I thought, ah, I know what's coming here. Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. He was a bit of a walking red card. Not for his mouth. He doesn't shut up, does he? He doesn't stop and... I'm glad he didn't. I suppose you could argue that he was the captain. Yeah, I know, but you don't want to talk yourself into a second yellow. Especially not after only 22 minutes. No. I mean, you don't want to do it at any time. You don't want to talk yourself into a, into a red card. Um, doesn't matter what the result is, whether you're four nil up, four nil down, or, or or whatever. You don't want to get yourself sent off and ruin your after you ruin the afternoon for yourself. Um, but you have to be a bit careful. Like I said, anything on the pitch after that foul wasn't anything like that that worried me. Although he did pull out of a high footish attempted challenge second half, which nearly cost us, but it didn't. Um, but um, yeah, he needs to be a little bit careful because his mouth's going to run into trouble. And imagine what sort of post match would have been had. James Madison talks himself into a red card after 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, so I, 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 I it, it was a deserved yellow card. I mean, I don't know what yeah. he was arguing about. He pulled his shirt. I just, to be honest with you, I looked and went, What that bloody referee? It's not being fair. That was, and then I looked and I went, Oh. Actually, fair, fair enough. He was given a right talk, and then if you know that, don't go and argue with the referee because you got what you deserved. Um, and then, yeah. and then, well, second half, we're one nil down. Uh, we actually had a competition about when Brentford would score their first goal, and I've got to say, uh, well done to Blue Kate, who went. <laughs> That isn't a porn name, by the way. It's just that there's two Kates quite often in the chat, and her K is a blue one. Um, she went for 33 minutes, so she got it at 32. So, well, well done. Um, second half, this man, he, he took this well, didn't he? He took it well. He, he, he did. He did. It was a good finish. And like I said, I think that's... Uh... Uh, that's what Leicester do at their best when they're pressing the ball high up the pitch, mm. when they're getting in the opponent's faces and they get the ball and the numbers are either even or Leicester just off the edge. They get a player like Barnes on the inside and not stuck out wide. He'll drive into the box and he's so calm and composed when he's in when he's in that zone, that part of his heat map, when he's in that area, you're very confident that Barnes is going to finish it more times than not because that is his area of expertise coming in on that left-hand side and, and, and placing it into the net. And it was a good goal. It was a good finish. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, um, 
it only looked like one team was ever going to score another goal. I mean, it's a shame we couldn't, but Leicester really did. Now. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's, that's, that's it over and done with. Yeah, I don't even think company can bring that back. Uh, no. But, I mean, it was... I th- that, was the, that was the first moment when I will say in credit to Rodgers, that that was the Rodgers that we played, that we had seen back when he took over from 12. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I think maybe that's just the way he's going to be from here until the end, or at least until it's safe and they can play with a bit of freedom. And that's, mm. that's just me being ultra positive. I think the idea is Leicester are, I think Rodgers is caught between going out at a team and conceding two chances despite being the better side and, and then all of a sudden they're deflated the chase in the game and, and it all goes peak tongue and we have a bad result and he's playing the way of going, let's see what we do in the first 45 and then go from there. Um, because this isn't the first time we've seen a 90-minute performance and gone, what a difference both halves were for good or for bad. So it, it, it shows what we can do with the confidence is there. Yeah, just watching Gray make a complete ass of himself is totally right. Well, he's, been doing, yeah, he's been doing that since we signed him. I know. It's, uh, yeah, just, it's like old times. Bringing a tear to my eye um, on that. But, uh, but, yeah, and then substitutions. And like I said before, I'm not, I'm not complaining that he made... It's 66. He usually makes his subs around the 60th minute. Um Tete off for Dennis Pratt. I kind of understood that because, again, for me, Tete wasn't necessarily. We we haven't seen that Brazilian, you know, flair that I, I thought we would get with him. But explain Dakar off for Vardy to me. It's like for like, which is Rogers. Uh, unfortunately, in terms of they play that position, they can do that role. Look, I, I mean, we didn't get a chance to really speak about it because there wasn't much in Leicester's positivity to talk about. But I felt sorry for Dakar because he actually didn't get too many moments. Now, we've said this about no! you know, Jamie Vardy. What? Fuck off, Everton. Oh, dear. 89 minutes gone, 2-2. <laughs> Graham Potter's back. Anyway. But, yeah, I mean, Dakar... For the lack of creative spark we had in that first half, back oh, right our best. Please don't let it be grey, please. Oh, for God's sake, no. Um, but for the lack of creativity we showed in the first half, I was a bit disappointed that Dak came off because he looked like a guy who'd scored a decent goal against Chelsea. Um, it's just what, as I said, Tete is on Stoke Watch, still not convinced he's Brazilian. I don't. I'm, I'm, understand that sentence and uh but yeah i felt it was a bit hard done by to come off but it's like for like it was never going to be in Acho in that situation the only way it was going to be in Acho is if it was vardy in Acho because it was inevitable that becca was going to get took off but i actually thought um i don't live in the area so i can't go to games i used to work for the club i used to get to see the games when i was working and that but i haven't been to a game for Leicester, unfortunately, in a while. It's in it's in the pipeline to do down the line and get back over Leicester and do it, but no, unfortunately, I can't, Jerry. And in fairness to you, Jerry, I live on the south coast. Uh, I used to have a season ticket and I used to have a seven and a half mile round, seven and a half hour round trip uh, every week uh, to watch us. 
Um, and I have been to games since I got rid of my season ticket because I'm not working now, so I can't afford a season ticket. Um, and But we do have people come on here who have gone to the game. Dave goes to a lot of the home games. Craig goes to all the home games, and they do come on. Um, we have the gentleman that picks our man of the match goes to all the games. Um, so I'll nip it in the bud. I'm not saying this is what you're going to say, but if we're going to say, well, you don't go to the games, so you don't know what you're talking about, I'd love to be able to go to the games. But if you can, if you want to pay for my petrol for seven and a half hour and seven and a half hour round trip and play for my season ticket, I'd gladly go to the games. And like Brad said, if yeah. we both lived in Leicester, I'm sure we'd be there and having a pint before and everything. But um, this for- show would be ten times funnier than it already is if we were drunk. Yeah, <laughs> what do you mean you're not? I am. <laughs> but yeah. no, uh, but I, I, I can say I think we, we would all love. But yeah, I mean, you know, you've worked for the club. I've had season tickets, um, but no, it, it wasn't great. Apparently, thank God. Anyways, I do apologise. I just wanted to make that point. What um, what were you saying, Brad? Sorry. I was just basically saying I felt that the only way Daku would have possibly stayed on is if he'd have changed the shape to go into up front and even then at some point Daka would have came off of Vardy it's just inevitable because um, um, he likes to put Vardy on I'd, I'd normally criticise it but given Leicester's circumstances one all was a vital point and it's going to turn out that way it seems especially with Everton nabbing a scabby draw against Chelsea um, the, the point was even more important and I think Usually I'd use Vardy to stretch the defence and hope we're winning the game, but that's been such a foreign concept that he's not been able to bring him on to do that. So running at them, stretching it and, and hoping to nick a goal, I, did, I didn't mind it to a degree. Um, I kind of saw it coming as well. Yes, yeah. Uh, I mean, like you said, and this is the other thing as well, when, we've, when we have had that look of getting a point, other teams around us, do it as well, you know. Leeds actually won. I I don't get as you know with me. I love Vardy to bits, but we have to accept that. Certain, you know, as good as Gary Lineker was for us, he wouldn't do much if he was on the pitch now. Um, Ant says there, and I've got to agree with him. And Acho would have offered more. Yes, he would. Uh, Vardy's not Prem level anymore. I did question. Um, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply 
See mcdonalds.com. 89th minute, like, what was the point? I have a half feeling that they might have been a little bit worried about Madison because he'd gone down and he was holding his his, uh, his calf, wasn't he? Yeah, they were. And uh, it's a little bit annoying. I can't, in in a weird way, well, I, I don't wish he went flying in because he nearly broke Drew Spruill's leg, to be honest with you, with his first tackle. I'm not saying he did it with the intent to, but it was over the top. It was horrible tackle. He could have, you know, when he came in. Uh, but maybe, maybe Rogers kind of went. Well, I don't want to risk matters, and we've got a few minutes with ten men. Let's try and get another attacker on there. And who knows? Maybe he gets a lucky break and it, and, and we score. It might have been interesting had that happened on the seventy-fifth minute. Not that I want to see a potential leg-breaking injury or a red card, but you know what I mean. It's it's one of them that um, it's it seems a bit pointless. But when you bring up the Madison injury and you think about the fact that the game had literally just potential to change with them going down a man, mm. getting another attack of on would do no harm. How I mean, have... I personally would have sent Sutar up front. Well, he, he, did have a, he did have a Brazilian moment at one point. How did Madison did. have that, though? Um, I know what you're saying, yeah. Jeff, You know, and it is a good... Oh, you... It's another, another corner to Chelsea, and it's now another corner to Chelsea. We are at 95 minutes, and there's five minutes worth of added time on, so it's going to be interesting. This will be the last chance. Uh, yeah, you can say that a player doesn't play well, and Manchester City, by the way, are 6 0 up now. Uh, you can't say that a player isn't. He struggles to do well when he's in a team that's not doing well. Yes, they are going to. But as, as, as Total says here, um, he scored one goal all season. It's full-time, it's 2-2, thanks Chelsea. Uh, he scored one goal all season, not offering any threat. Like I said to you, he's a, he's a non-impact sub, isn't he now? Yeah, he, he is your time-waster sub. It's just unfortunately, he, he wouldn't have played any football, which is probably not a bad thing for certain Leicester fans with what we've seen, unfortunately, of Jamie Vardy this season. But he's that person you put on when the game's done. Uh, and I mean in a in a winning sense, um, because like I said, he offers you nothing in terms of goals, but he offers you enough to frustrate and never check, never stop chasing down a ball, and run after that ball all day long. We know it, so you know it, it's just one of them that you know we have to accept and move on, and and. It's kind of happening now. At least we're not seeing him in the starting eleven as much, I guess. But it is what it is. If you're going to stick one up front like that, you're going to make the likely change pace for pace. I agree. Put Nacho on, he couldn't have done no worse. But it, it, it is what it is when it comes to that. Yeah. I'm not sure how up-to-date this table is. But at the moment... Played 28 in 20th place, Southampton on 23 points. Bournemouth, 24 points on and played 19. West Ham, 24 and played 18. In 17th place, Leicester City on 25. In 16th place, Nottingham Forest on 26. Uh, Everton are now 15th on 26. And Leeds United are in 14th on 26. And yes, we can say it's only a point. But where are that point coming from? Yeah, we got one today. When are we going to start getting the three points that we need? 
I've got to say fair play to Everton and fair play to Leeds today and even Southampton for what you know the way they did. I haven't seen those games, but from what I've just seen here of Everton, I'd love to see Leicester play like that. Yeah, there's no saying that we won't play like that. We're just so discomforted to what we've been accustomed to in terms of not playing like that that it just becomes such a shock when we do play like that. There's, there's nothing to say that this Leicester side can't go out and beat Palace and beat whoever they've got after Palace. But we also know with Leicester they could do that and then not win a game till the end of the season and... and you know, it's ridiculous, but this is what I mean. We Let's face it, we're just hoping and praying. We're just hoping and praying and hoping there's more games we're talking about positively than there is negativity. Mm. And we've also been saying for ages, well, look at the goal difference. That's working in our favour. Well, we've got minus nine. West Ham have got minus ten. And Leeds have got minus nine. So there's teams around us that, you know, yes, a lot of the others have got a lot worse, obviously, but uh, Forest minus 27. That's almost as many players as they've got. But uh, I don't know. I, I just, if we, get, if we go down, then forget the new stadium. What's the point of building the new stadium? You know, we're going to have an half-empty one, you know. All these, oh, yeah. all these grand plans, you know, look what happened with the... Um, you know, with the King Power or Walkers as then was uh, when we opened it, we went down and it was you know half empty. Um, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm just. I'm just past being able to get excited about Leicester at the moment. Yeah, like I say, West Ham have played one game less than us. Uh, they're not going to play it now because of the international break. But if they were to win that, we are in big trouble. We really are. Um, Wolves at home, Everton home, Bournemouth home, Leeds away. Okay, how many points from those games? We might get something at Wolves. I'm not sure though. If Everton play like they've just, I could just watch them. We're going to get nothing against Everton. Uh, Bournemouth, they can beat Liverpool. You know? yeah, <laughs> no, we'd beat Bournemouth at home. I don't reckon. Leeds away. I don't know, I'll see it again. Look at the way they played today. I just can't. Wol- see to be fair, Wolves went down to nine men. Nine, did they? Yeah. Well, Wolves had someone sent off and then someone sent off a bit later in the game when it was 3-2. But, yeah, Leeds, that's that's not as hurrah they've turned the corner as Leeds fans might try and make that out. It's huge three points for Leeds, but Wolves went down to nine men. Mm. Um, so. Well, it should have been Barnes scored. He was centre forward and Dak was on the wing. Uh Drop Dakar and put Barnes up front. He's wasted on the left ring. I don't know why you can't play him on the right and then use him as a, as a proper winger because all he wants to do is come in half the time. Yeah, uh, just have him as an inverted forward. That's all you need to do. Mm. You know, if the option's there for him to go to the edge of the box and cross it and then let him take it, but let him stand in a position where the, the defender doesn't know which way he's going to go because that's when Barnes causes anybody the most trouble in this league. Madison was man of the match, and we'll come on to our choices later, but Madison was man of the match on this. Uh, really? Yeah, got uh, 7.2. Oh, no, Sutar got 7.8. Um, yeah, no, Sutar was man of the match on this. Um, on the BBC website, I have to say it is Madison that's man of the match. Um, that's where the fans vote. 
uh, and uh, Pratt was second. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go through all the all, all the uh, stats. Let's just have a look at the heat map, though, because uh, I always, you know, I like you know I like my heat maps. You do love a bit of heat, don't you? I do. I do. Uh, one day I'm hoping to be a big enough star to be on it. In it, I mean. Um, let's get the heat map up. So there we go. So that's Leicester's heat map, but that is every single player. So let's um, let's have a look at um, because we were be, we were being really being struggled down that left hand side, weren't we, in the first half? Yeah, we we were. We've been ripped apart down that side for the majority of the seasons. Um, it happened again a little bit today, but the backtracking numbers and a bit of indecisiveness by Brentford slowed it down but it's still a big area of concern for me. I mean that that's Castagna's heat map there uh, on the left uh, Sutar, shall we have a look at Sutar? Pretty much doing his job wasn't he there really? Yeah commanding yeah. block, no nonsense Let's have a look at our Marty because he didn't have a, he didn't have a bad game was the, but yeah, he was drawn over to that side a little bit to say he was he was a, you know centre back. Um, yeah, he was. You know, Dave, David will be absolutely fuming that Marty didn't make any mistakes today, won't he? <laughs> I mean, I, when I saw him, I'm thinking, God, why? I mean, Soyuncu again. If he turns up at training, says Brendan, he'll be picked. He wasn't even on the subs bench today. Um, well, he must not be turning up at training. No, that's Pierre's bit of a. Yeah, that's probably the, the worst one so far. Um, Indeedy? Not, he was not, busy. You know. um, Jewsbury Hall? Tete, let's have a look at Tete. Oh, maybe that was why he got taken off. Yeah, he, he had a few moments where he was able to show his little fancy step-overs and present everybody. Well, again, it wasn't the greatest today, unfortunately. But again, we say, I'll, I'll use it. I'll start calling it the Jamie Vardy card. You know, you know, you ever seen them videos where people try and do a prank and then they go, oh, no, reverse on them. So they make them, like, eat the cinnamon or whatever it is. I'm playing, oh, no, reverse. He's getting all the ball in his own half or trying to get the ball back in his own half. He's not getting the ball supplied to him as often or as quickly where he's supposed to be at his strength and that's on the wing. So I'm playing a Jamie Vardy. You don't give him the service in the right area. You can't do a lot with it. No, that is... That I mean, is look, 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 look where his hottest part of the map is and that's still pretty cold. It's in the middle. He's in the middle of the pitch. Oh, is it? I thought you... Yeah, I didn't realise you switched it. Like, it's probably... It's probably Tete's out there on in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, this, is, this was Tete's. Um, that's Tete's. Yeah, uh, yeah, more defensive in inside than it was in the right area. So and that was Madison's. Uh, no, he didn't have a, his best of games. Uh, yeah, Bar I don't understand the man of the match things, but uh, there we go. Barnes did what he actually again. Did, that, didn't he? You know? Yeah, the, the the one thing that is good about that is where that that area of the pitch. If you just go back on to Barnes, and if you look at where. That big heat circle is where it's nice and like I don't know what colour is turquoise I guess. Yeah. Blue. That's where if if Harvey Barnes picks up the ball for Leicester, if Madison pick if Madison if Barnes picks up the ball in that circle or oval shape as it is a little bit there 
and he's driving forward. That's where Barnes starts being the most lethal winger you'll see because he that's where he either pushes it down to the byline and whips it across backwards. Yeah, exactly where he was circling around there. Or that's where he drives in, and that's how he got his goal today from being in that position. And that's that's something pleasing to see that he yeah. spent more time there as than he usually does. Dak, uh, I'll dip it so I thought he, he did better than this, but he was a bit all over the place. Uh, I've got to say, let's have a look at Jamie Vardy, because he was on for, what, 20 minutes? 25 minutes he had? Mm. Um, let's choose Jamie Vardy. Ah. <laughs> Can you see it? Uh, you know, and that's why Jamie Vardy is a impact so No. There's, there's not much, and what worries me about it is for what there is touches that he had in that game. Look how many of them were in their own half or yes. around the centre circle. Yeah. That's not where Jamie yeah. Vardy needs to be picking up the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a few bits here, but yeah, uh, like you say. Now let's have a look at the um, the, the 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 positional report. Is that up now? Can you see? Yes, it is up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the positional report. Um, this is the attack side. We were 40%, 41% down on the left. Uh, and for the people that criticise Barnes, that probably says more about Barnes than it does about, well, it says more about Tete possibly than it does. Um, and the yeah, fact that he probably had a better game as well. Yeah, probably. It does seem that when anything decent does come from one of the wings, it always seems to be down the left side. We said it when Christensen was playing and him and Barnes linking up well. Uh, said that sometimes felt like Castagne got a bit missing on that right side when he's had to play out there. Today, you could say that with Ricardo, He went a little bit missing at times. Um, so it is obvious that the percentage is usually a little bit more on the left-hand side, but... Um, it says a bit when it's in the 40s. I'd like to see it low 30s, 32, 33%. A bit of, as even keel a spread as you can, really. Seeing that one a bit more lopsided, it was a bit, a bit concerning. That, that's pretty much what Brentford are doing then, isn't it, really? You know, um, Shot directions, uh, most of them came through the middle, 64%. Uh, yeah, because we don't shoot from anywhere that's outside the box. We have to play it through the middle and try and shoot from an opening. We were... We spent the majority of our time at the edge of their box just trying to plug it through a gap. 79% of our shots were from within the 18-yard box. Nothing from within the 6-yard box. Getting a little bit of a step back from this, trying to walk it in like Rasnall 2017. Um, You know, trying to walk it into the net. Um, would still like to see our percentage split a bit more, though, from the edge of the box to inside the box, because I felt like sometimes that indecision making led to a shot being closed down and blocked. When if they had shot it a bit earlier, they might have, you know, got a better shot away. But still, at least we're getting percentages shooting from areas of note. Yes, we are. Uh, I'm just trying to find the player ratings. They've not put them up this week yet. Uh, action zones, yeah, pretty even in fairness, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's what you expected from the performance. You see, um, it's it's um, it's kind of fair. Assumption it was more of a midfield battle than anything. Um, I don't know why they've not put the. Uh... 
you know, when we normally go on and vote. Yeah. They're not putting them up on Leicestershire Live this week. Yeah, Jordan Blackwell sat in the morning, you're getting sat <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> right. Okay, so there we go. Those are the, um, uh, the, the, the stats, if you like. Uh, oh, look at that. I've done it again. Let us click on that there we go you see it's in our full beauty um well i was going to do the um player stats but let's just have a look um we'll do we'll try and do it a different way in a second um man of the match we'll get on to all the different man of the match first of all was well i'll tell you what before we do man of the match let's go for the uh prediction league shall we now i don't you know, I don't mean the prediction show. I mean the X Foxes prediction league of which we kind of sneak ourselves into. Um, yes, there we go. Uh, that is how it's standing at the moment. Um, oh, Brad, I've dropped. You have dropped, Brad. Brad. Yep, yeah, you are down to sixth. Um, oh, look, who's second? <laughs> what can I say? Thank you. Oh well, you've got to be, you've got to be ahead of me on something, haven't you? Yeah, I just want to thank all my family, my agent. <laughs> oh, calm down, Will Smith, with your Oscars there. <laughs> um, uh, no, having said that, it's joint second. In fairness, with Ian Marshall, uh, Ian Wilson went up to ten because he got it spot on today. Um, was it Steve Walsh that got it spot on today? One of them did. Um, Steve Walsh got three points, so that's brought him up to uh, 10th, which is why you've dropped down. But you are above Craig. Craig is... Oh, that's scant consolation. I've also got Steve Linex. That's like that's like saying I'm I'm joint bottom. Well, Steve Linex is bottom. <laughs> but uh, I don't think you've got any worry about being bottom. You are uh, four points clear of Steve. And knowing Steve's predictions, he's not going to get anything right between now and the end of the season. Uh, man of the match... And I've got to agree here, this is done by Alan Bennett, who, yes, goes to the matches and texts them to me as, as soon as he walks out. Uh, and he has gone for uh, Harry Sutar. And before anybody says we haven't given him 15 points, that's his shirt number. <laughs> the classic the other day when we put uh, James Madison was man of the match, so he did about three or four games, and somebody said, who the hell's given him 10 points for that performance? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's actually a shirt number, mate. Oh, dear. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I've probably got to agree with that. I agree with him because of what I said when I came on at full-time on your watch-along, mate. I don't know how much of a hot pick this is. Uh, no, we're better without Yori. Saw it today, Ant. Saw it today. We're better without Yori and this distraction and his sulk. Don't tell me we have zero progress without him because we do. Um, but no, I said it at full time, this, what I'm about to say. I don't know how much of a real hot topic it is, but out of all our signings that we've made in January and the summer, Harry Suter's the best one. Yeah. Hands down. I've got to just quickly say, well, well done to James, the Everton fan. He's coming. Good evening. You lucky bastard. <laughs> That's all I can <laughs> say to you, James. You lucky, lucky bastard. Uh... So, I mean, we're not only are we below Forest, we're below Everton and Leeds as well. My God, and you think it's bad. Um, oh, well. You know, I, I agree with you about Yuri. Something I've got to ask to you, though. Does Amati look better with um, Harry Suter? 
yeah, because and this is the reason that I say Sutar's the better signing out of the ones we've made. And that's because Sutar's reliable. Sutar will sit back here, I'll anchor the ship, he'll it'll be that wiper blade, you know, he'll cut across, come across the pitch and he'll just go, bugger off, see a bit ball, out you go, right, deal with it again. You know, he'll leap four foot in the air when he's six foot tall to end the ball, get it clear, right, sort yourselves out. There you go, lads, you've got time to do it now. He's no nonsense, he's what you need. He's that mix of Johnny Evans and, and, and the fridge man himself, Harry Maguire, you know, um, and he just looks good. He makes us look composed. And, you know, for all the bad times that Leicester have gone through this season, when we look at some of the stats of the games, we realise they actually didn't create that many chances. And it's just been one rotten bit of bad luck that's less, you know, cost us a goal or something. You'd look at Harry Sutar and think, well, he's probably the reason the goalkeeper hasn't had too much to do today. He's one of the reasons because he got there to everything. He never let the ball panic. It'll dictate the situation and panic. He just got rid of it, and he's my man of the match. Like I said, he's my signing of the season. I've got to say, man of the match for me as well. Uh, just before we get on to the points, just a couple of points from Rogers uh, afterwards. Um, it breaks the cycle of results we're on, and I think we fully deserved it. Uh, the second half, we looked like the team that could go on and win it. Yeah, I've got to say, for once, Brendan. You probably were spot on with that. Uh, pleased with the spirit. Uh, why did you change goalkeepers? It's always important to give a goalkeeper a good run of games, and I felt Danny Ward deserved that. I had a long conversation with him before the Chelsea game in terms of what I expect, the standard I expect, and what I want from my goalkeeper. Daniel Leverson has played a lot of football over the past four years, and he's progressed. He's continually grown. I've seen him training. He's a brilliant shot stopper and he's good on crosses. He has a calmness. Wardy, uh, Wardy took it great, as I would expect. We had an honest conversation. He was disappointed in how he's done in his time. He can reflect now on that. Daniel will come in and play and we'll go from there. Um, so, Everson now going to be number one. He said, he'll get a run of games, yes. It's important he feels he's not just judged on this performance. <coughs> uh, I thought he did really well. Uh, he was he was really assured he'll go into the games. Grow, I, think. I can't wait for Alex Smithers to make his lesser debut against Liverpool. And he'll be the new number one. That's what's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah. It just needs to stick because it's just, it's, it, is a, it is a knife in Danny Ward's not even his back, he's done it straight into his face by the sounds of things. Like, I get it to a point when results are going back and you're running out of things to kind of change and try and fix it. You, you almost last results. But, I mean, all I'm going to say is, and people seem to have erased this from the memory, and I do understand why. Unfortunately, I have a painful, I have a pain threshold of infinite when it comes to painful Leicester memories. Because I remember a certain Schmeichel going on a bit of a wobbly form and people wanted him changed. And a certain 49-year-old, I know he wasn't, it felt like he was 49 and I was slowly moved. Mark Swartz has stepped in for three or four games before he earned his place back. So, I'm just saying... I keep making the comparisons between them yeah. and how their career started. We'll see. Opportunity when we didn't really make use of Ron Ronzilla mm. or whatever he was. Oh, called. yeah, that legendary. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. We well, maybe we should get Comrade Logan back, who had all the pies. <laughs> that was Leicester fans singing out of him when he played as well. I remember that. Yeah. First time this season we've earned a point when losing at half-time. Oh, hey, positive. A positive. 
And hey, get the champers out. <laughs> making a point by going to the away fans. The away supporters, they travel. I always like to show my appreciation to them. It was a hard four point for us, and hopefully they can feel proud of their team. Especially the running games we were on. It was just showing appreciation, really. But it got booed by some fans, and there was a banner out uh, saying, Roger's out. And it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Uh, fans are entitled to their opinion. I've always been respectful. I'll always show respect, whatever the reaction is. It's okay. Been like that for a lot this season. My focus can only be on making sure we get the result that keeps the club where we want to be, which is in the Premier League. Nothing will distract me from that. It's not what you want, but it's the reaction, so you have to accept that. Again, fair point to you know, fair play to him. Uh, he didn't dodge it. He answered the question. And somebody said to me before I closed the Facebook group down, he said like, "Oh, I bet you weren't saying this when we were, you know, being like this when we were winning." Of course, I fucking wasn't. <laughs> no, he would. You know, oh, I mean, oh no, no, Chris, no, he's got a point. No, no, I will say to that that one person, right? When, when, when me and Chris were watching Leicester win a, a, an FA Cup semi final, me and Chris were fuming. We were had to go for God's sake, Roger, stop winning games, mate. This is boring. This is infuriating. All we do is keep winning games. <laughs> oh yeah, of course we were. That's how football works. Oh God, I know. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys, come on. Okay, um, let's have a look. I'm just going to see if I can I get it up because it is not anywhere I can find where we can do the score. So we might just have to run them. Um, what's it on here? That's Everson keeping the number one spot. Um, Maybe he's ill. Maybe he doesn't want to give a rating because he knows it's he's, he'll be ill. Um, oh, dear. Rating. So the ratings that... Um, oh, this, but sorry, can I just read this out? It's a, it's off BT, BBC Sport. Um, yeah. For those Leicester fans that are still struggling to find a little bit of optimism about around Leicester at the moment, even with today's point, BBC Sport article, I haven't got the full one because I've on the phone. Antonio Conte says his Spurs players are selfish and the club can change manager if they want, but it will not change the circumstances. What was it? It says managers will... Yeah, it says, and Conte kind of says Spurs players are selfish, and the club can change manager, but the situation cannot change. Could be worse. We could be Spurs fans by the sound of things, because if your own manager's coming, at least Brandon's never said that about them. <laughs> I know he's had a few things with players, but Gordon Bennett, that is a statement to be making when you're absolutely banter FC Spurs. That 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 that's a stifling statement to make, isn't it, Chris? It is, it is. Um, but he, he made he said something similar earlier on in the week, and then he came out and said, "Oh, I was joking." Uh, well, I don't know. I don't. I don't think, I think so. I think he. Everybody's saying that Brendan, and I don't believe for a start. Let me just say, I do not believe that Brendan is actually playing to get the sack. I don't believe that from the get-go. You know, um, but. You know, people are saying that now about Conti as well. So, we will see. But look, I found it, Brad. See, our new Spurs have provided distraction enough to just not... <laughs> to allow it to load up. Yes, you gave me time to find it. Right, here we go, and I will tell you exactly whether Jordan agrees with you or not. Uh, let us start with Mr. Everson. A bit of a difficult one, this. 
because he conceded a goal. And again, it's a good thing. Trust me, as a goalkeeper, it's a good thing. He didn't really have a lot to do. Um, Are you? You keep surprising me with that. Uh, I'm going to give. I'm going to give him a seven. Because we didn't lose, I guess. At least he didn't get embarrassed and, and didn't have like four or five put past him and everybody was asking for Danny Ward straight back away. I suppose when you make that big gamble. Didn't he? he did come out for the crosses. Yeah, but Dan- Danny Ward was doing that good enough and Danny Ward could yeah. kick the ball and keep it in play. Well, let's have a look what Dirk Jordan says. I, I, I'm sorry to those that are biting to me today with Iris and you knew it was coming today no matter what happened. So... <laughs> He commanded his box with a good early with good early punch, and he held the shots that were comfortable to save, only to be wrong-footed by a deflected Jensen strike. Uh, his defence made sure he wasn't tested further, and there were, in fairness, they were throwing the bodies on the line. You could see that it was. You know, some would say that it was chaotic defending; others would say it's throwing the bodies on the line. So his shot-stopping qualities weren't required. As for his kicking, he struggled and booted it straight out of play a couple of times. He got a five. See, I was nearly going to go for a six, and I thought I might be a bit too harsh because I'm a bit too on board with this whole Iverson Ward would have saved it thing with the goal. So yeah. give him a five. I mean, again, it's one of them. He didn't really have a lot to do. You can't really big him up too much for it because... Realistically, all those of you that are against Ward, and I get it, and I understand it with frustrations, can you realistically say that we'd have done any worse today with what Iverson had to deal with? I don't, I don't think so. No. I mean, you probably would have sort of had the cursed look with the goal, Danny Ward, but yes, you can drop it down to a six if you want, because that's oh, where I was originally going. Seven. No, no, this is your, you know, your, your points, if you like, you know. Uh, I occasionally overrule you, but not 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 very often. Um, Pierre Ricardo. Um, it's an area that concerns me because I said the same about Ricardo that I'm that I said about Castagne, and that is where Ricardo can be really effective for Leicester in in that attacking sense and in getting Leicester on the front foot. I don't know if he wasn't able to or if he was just being fed the ball when he was out of position a little bit so he couldn't make their movements, but I didn't really notice him too much today. Um, I think playing Amati as a wide centre-back actually benefits Leicester in general um, because Amati kind of sits on the corner of the box when they're coming down that side to kind of stop the overlap. I mean, they had the beating of him all day in that first half. Um, he gets a five from me. I didn't think he did a great deal today. I don't think he was that impressive. At some points, I forgot he was still on the pitch. Can I just um, say, it has Manchester City six, Burnley nil. Oh well, at least at least, uh, at least we don't need to tell them that it's nearly set. Then it's just gone. You know, it's seven o'clock because yeah. yeah. they'll be saying, thinking there's more. Yeah. Um, now Jordan, his best display since his comeback, and he's given him a seven. <laughs> you two are going to get on this week again. You, you made it up last week, but it's gone back to the fight this week. Jordan, put the crack pipe down. <laughs> ah, brilliant. Daniel Amato, here we go. It's going to be like this all the way through. Dave, Dave's going to hate me. I I think he was solid. 
again, I, I always make the case for Amati. We didn't sign him to be a world cast world beater that would be in the team week in, week out. Because let's face it, the second Johnny Evans was was available for five minutes, we had him off the pitch, and and you know, and Evans was on, and that, and obviously red card to face was technically the reason. But you know what I mean? We've we've always yeah. found a way to shuffle him straight out of the team as soon as someone else has come along. So for what we expect and what we get from Amati, fairly solid, fairly calm on the ball, um, made some very sensible decisions, ushered the ball out, took the sting out of their attacks when they had any. I give him a seven. I think he played well. Dave, are you watching? I know oh, God. you've made some duties today. Mark, Mark, Mark needs to get bloody Samaritans on the phone for Monday's bloody <laughs> podcast, mate. Well, guess what? You've agreed. Seven is best game in a while, said uh, Jordan. Uh, Harry Souter. My man of the match. Reminds me of Walsh, Elliot. You know, like I said, Evans, Harry Maguire, some, yeah. a, a type of defender that at some point during most things we've been blessed with. No nonsense, gets the job done. The best way to not allow his teammates to panic is to and show faith for him is he gets rid of the ball. Um, yeah. I'm going to make him a standout man of the match in this. Um, I'm going to I'm going to give him I'm going to give him a nine. Number nine. There we go. Um, you've got an eight off Jordan. Uh, the big man was brilliant. Had every header that he needed to win, he won it. Um, he threw himself out to ensure the danger was cleared. He made some excellent tackles too. Uh, and he nearly scored a superb solo goal. His Brazilian. Didn't he do it? He, his, name, his name was um, Alberto Carlos Suta oh, yeah. for one of his runs. And that took a lot for me to think as well as say, so I appreciate that. Well done, sir. Well done. Um, Timothy Castagna. A little bit lacklustre. It's not his natural side. Um, clearly put there to try and give us that added flair that we're going to be missing for, well, you know, maybe until at least after the international break, he should be at least back training in Christensen. Offers us a little bit more than Luke Thomas on both ends in terms of his defensive ability. Has he? Well, he can't be that injured then, can he? So that's, that's, that's something. <laughs> well, well, he could come back injured, so it just fits right back in. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, doesn't have that natural flair that Christians has to, you know, and, he, and he's not the quickest in terms of, you're not expecting Castagne to bomb forward and then be able to get back if, if Leicester got caught out in possession. Fairly well, fairly reasonable, but again, had his moments where I forgot he was on the pitch for us. I'd give him a six. Giving him a six. Um, got a seven from uh, Jordan. Um, his positioning for back post crosses wasn't great, uh, but he really got stuck in during the second half. This one I'm going to be interesting to see because, of course, I wasn't 100% impressed with him, but uh, Ant was. Um, Wilfred Ndidi. We've got three very good players that can play in that position and play it differently. And that is Samore and Didi and Mendy. And I felt sorry for Mendy being on the bench today. I think he wanted to start. I think he should have come on. But again, given the mindset, given the game, you want to stay defensive. Samore is the better option because Mendy does come on to press the game and, you know, go get attacking. Um, 
So I kind of got the you know, that happened. I thought Ndidi was very reasonable today. I don't think he did anything to set the world alight. He probably could have made an earlier pass instead of running into trouble. But then you look at the options forward, and he didn't really get offered too much to pass to. Um, I think he just struggled a little bit. But so did the midfield at most points. I mean, you know. Brentford flagged us with five in midfield against two at some points and we were relying on our wing-backs to get back in, our centre-backs to push forward and cover the gap. So he did get exposed a bit, but that was that was natural to happen with the number of advantages that Brentford have. You give him a six. You're going to give him a six. Okay. Uh, let's have a look at the Jordan gave him a seven. Um, he was excellent in the first half. Using those long legs to get around the pitch and slow down Brentford attacks, if not win the ball. Um, Mr. Jewsbury Hall. Very fortunate to still be walking off the pitch after that reckless second challenge or first challenge, whichever one it is that he yeah, saw. But it was, uh, I mean, for once, for once, for me, the ref got it spot on. Yeah, because he, he gave a card and a free kick. It was a definite thing. Um, for me, I think he was very unlucky to, you know, very fortunate to be still able to walk off the pitch and not have another one to the injury list with the challenges that went in on him. Um, thought he had a good game, but he tried to create in that first half, being so passive, it's hard for him to play to his natural strength. But he did a duty that was asked for him. He got stuck in the nuclear cases. He he didn't, when, when others were letting a ball bounce and playing Sabutio in the mind, he was at least alert to move in to try and get the ball and put us on the front foot at some point. Differed out a little bit during that second half, but that's because Leicester was showing a bit more front forward emphasis. So it was straight a, a more projectile to, to Barnes and, and, and Dakar and Vardy than it, than it was through Jewsbury Hall and, and later on in the game. Fairly good game, steady game, back to not back to his best, best is what we've seen, but back to a more steadier performance from Jewsbury Hall. I'd give him a seven. Seven. Okay, uh, he got six off Jordan, but now we say six, seven. Yeah, uh, six, seven is about the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, James Madison. See, now this is what this is me going to curse controversial here. I'm going to be I'm going to be my own Jordan Blackwell here. I am. I am. Right, I'm going to be my own Jordan here. Yeah. Because for me, Madison was poor for big parts of this game. He couldn't find a blue shirt if it was anything out there with some of his passing today. Especially, in, even in that second half, his passing out wide was awful. He played the ball behind Tete when Tete was actually in space. I talked about earlier with Tete not actually receiving the, the supply um, as well. Um, he, he talked himself, he nearly talked himself into a second booking. Yeah. He kept chirping at the ref. I mean, I'm all for being a bit of gripe with this is not going your way, but drop it. He was going to officials two or three minutes afterwards. I actually think he was his best for his game. He twist and turned and did James Madison things, which we know he's capable of. But on a whole, it was probably a six. Six, which is exactly what Jordan's given him. Oh, fuck it. I was like predictions with Steve Larnett. Can I change my mind? <laughs> I've got to be honest, sometimes I look to James Madison, yes, he got the assist, and we know how good he is, obviously, but sometimes I think in like, just play the simple ball, 
yeah, sometimes he tries to do too much, which I don't mind when we've got a player of his calibre that likes to see the headlines and do it all in one movement to either win a valuable penalty or set piece or play an assist yeah. in the box. But sometimes or, just or play the fucking pass. Or when we're winning 3 0. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well. Uh, Tete. Do <laughs> you remember those days winning 3 0? Oh, I know, right? Remember them? Yeah, they were fun times. Yeah. Um, Are we looking at the new Genghis Under here? No, I, I do I do sympathise with Tete because a lot of the times when I heard him on the ball in that first half, he was picking up in his own half. Now, I'm pretty sure we signed... and I know it's convoluted. I don't know all the insights. We're not going through that again. We need three hours to kind of break down this contract scenario with him. But we, we signed this player as a right winger to go down that right, to attack down the right, and to... Um, and, you know, to to be in an attacking sense. And in that, he didn't offer a lot, but he wasn't offered a lot to offer us a lot. Does that make sense? You know, on that right side of an attack, he was never fed the supply enough to do it. So it, he can't be held responsible too much for it today. He picked up the ball defensively and he didn't do too badly his own half. But when you're paying £25 million or whatever it is or however it will turn out to be for... A player of that, it didn't give us a lot for what he's been asked mainly to do. Again, you can't fault him for the service that he wasn't getting or the poor service he got from Madders and Ricardo at times and others. Um, he gets a five, though. Unfortunately, that that help that doesn't do him any favours. If, if I was giving it on support and feeling sorry for him, he'd get a seven or an eight, but he gets a five because, unfortunately, that... All that convoluted does not see much of him. Well, Jordan gave him four. So, all right, tight. all right, Grinch. Yeah. Little of note again. Um, just uh, he was substituted just before that. He showed a glimpse of his talent. Uh, we'd want to see more than glimpses, though. Um, yeah, we do. Mister Dacker. I thought Dacker was quite impressive in the first half where. If he'd have been starved anymore, he'd have been declared anorexic. Because <laughs> he, he, he literally he had two chances and he created one out of absolutely nothing. He didn't have any right to get a shot off, let alone it being so close. Yeah. On another day, you know, I said the chances he had before his goal against Chelsea, he was getting them chances and he was snatching them. And they'll go 30 yards over the bar or they'll trickle in P rollers to the goalkeeper. At least today, you thought. Oh, a couple more chances. I reckon Dakar Barry's one of them. Unfortunately, he wasn't permitted to stand the pitch long enough to potentially have them of a couple of chances to, to, to find a goal. Uh, I'm going to give him a seven, though, because I think in what was a very dull first half for Leicester, he was the bright spark that showed something. So he gets a seven for me. And I think he was unlucky not to stay on and become part of a two up front. Um Five from Jordan Blackwell, which I think is a bit unfair, to be honest with you. I'd have to agree more with you there, Brad. Yeah, see, I'll speak sense. Everybody knows that. Everybody say hashtag justice for Brad. <laughs> Don't get used to it. Uh, Pat, <laughs> uh, Harvey Barnes. Harvey. He was, at, he was at risk of going down a usual Harvey Barnes performance, of being suffocated on the left side. At nearer the end of that first half, he got a little bit of freedom. But before that, he was they were starting to vulture in on him. They were starting to get two bodies closer to him. 
sometimes a third body would be in and around him so he would struggle to wiggle away and get that freedom but whatever was said at half time um, whatever they chose to do at half time clearly worked and benefited him and it turned a game that could have passed Harvey Barnes by into a very good performance from Barnes um, I think the second half was right up to Barnes's standards fast into him he's in the middle not stuck out wide he can charge at the defence and we get the Harvey Barnes that performs like that and scores a very good a very cool finish joint top goal scorer of the season from a man who can't score goals and everybody seems to think he's useless every couple of weeks he ain't half that bad this season so give him an 8 and if Jordan gave him a six, I want him on this show. We're going to have a fight. We're going to have a Tyson Fury fight. <laughs> get, your, get your tin helmets out, everybody. Um, he got a six from Jordan Blackwell. <laughs> oh, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> oh, Doug's in. Good evening, sir. It's the dad to be. At least now the dad jokes make more sense. Yeah. That poor child of yours, Doug. Hey, we could have done with Doug up front today. At least Doug knows how to score. Um, Everybody everybody else. Um, Right. um, Substitutes. Mr. Pratt. Defensive substitute. Um... Saw him get the ball at the edge of the box. The only issue I have with that, it was the edge of our box and not their box. But reliable, a good squad player, someone we probably need to be trying to convince to sign a couple of years extra on the deal while we while we work through the changes of this squad. He might be one or two of the names that we need to work on. It's a six. Six. Okay. Um... Five off Jordan Blackwell, so yeah, five six. Oh, here we go, here we go. Jamie Vardy run around the pitch like a four-year-old that had been given a bag of sweets, and he'd just eaten them, and he'd been let out of the car, car to run around the park and chase everybody, but never go anywhere near anybody because he's so hyped up on sugar. He's just running around. Didn't do anything. Never got any chance to do anything. Never got given the ball in a position where he could do anything with it. Just run around, got in the rear, pilled them off. Three. In terms of what he was able to do and what he what he's supposed to do, he, he's not that sort of striker anymore. So I'm I'm just, I'm so glad because <laughs> you saying everything I want to say. Uh, I've got to be honest with you. Um, four from Jordan uh, Blackwell. Um, yeah, three and four. It's about the same sort of negativity you give him. So, uh, did a decent job. Picked up where Andidi left off. It was clear when he put Samari on that he was looking, going, "Okay, look, you know what? Given everything, let's just take the point. Let's not go for it, and then end up losing another game." Samore over Monday showed us where the mentality was, which I can kind of take now because we have at least picked up a point. Mm. Um, give him a six. He got a four off Jordan. Right, that's it. It's a fight night. It's happening in Vegas. Get your tickets booked. It's happening. Me and Jordan are going to go one-on-one in the ring. 
I'm to be honest with you, we're not going to do Kelechi because he wasn't really on long enough. Uh, no, that's that, that. Just, just give him because I don't like odd numbers. Give him a two for the minutes he spent on the pitch, and just so it tidies it up. <laughs> well, that's not an odd number, not. No, we'll leave it to that. <laughs> no, you have to do it. Hey, look, six nil. Hey, oh, Dan, if you're about, sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah we've heard all about it. Doug is asking if anybody's seen Conti's presser. Uh, well, unless you mean, unless you're saying that as a euphemism for something, I presume you mean his press conference. Um, mm. Yeah, but you never, you never know on this channel. Um, right there, we go. We'll put those up later on on, on Twitter for you. Um, Brad, thank you so very very much for coming on. And well, we're going to an international break now. Um, fourth and bottom. At least we're not in the bottom three, I guess. Yeah, well, now, that that's two international breaks in a row. We've come out, we've gone into it in the bottom, not in the bottom three. Come on, times are going good, mate. Times are good at Leicester. This is the highlight of our season. Yeah. I can't wait for the season review DVD. It's going to be about thirty. Are you going to get that? They're going to have to put a YouTube advert on the DVD collection just to make get some revenue. Mike, Mike take... earlier, uh, a well done to Mike for um, for the win today for Newport. He was in earlier and he said, oh, do you want to do an end-of-season review? And I'll come on and do the lower leagues. And I thought, yes, please, because I'll only have about two minutes worth of stuff to talk about with Leicester. You can pad the rest of the show out. Um, top 10 battles, Brad. Your details are in the description below. Just tell us quickly about it. It's top 10 battles. It does exactly what it says on the, on the advertisement. I can't send the tin because I get sued by Ron Seal for that. Um, but yeah, it's top ten battles. Games are available, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's this is not a sponsored show, but no, it's top ten battles. Does exactly what it says. It's battling out our top tens, doing football top top ten outfield teams, uh, and do a top ten football quiz. If you like that sort of stuff, you're just interested in quizzes as well. Uh, check us out. Thanks for Christopher uh, pointing that out. And do you use your good stuff here, folks? It's those oh. that you know, you know what you need to do. Thank you so very much. Stay on, Brad, because uh, I want to have a, just a quick, very quickie with you, the story of my life. Uh, but thank you very much. And um, you got a bit of time off now. Yeah, yeah, joys. Nothing to do. <laughs> at least Leicester can't ruin my weekend. Yeah, at least no. they ended it that way. For the next three weeks, they, you know, they've managed but to not ruin my weekend. England can. <laughs> oh, yeah when, when, yeah, yeah, when they put Madison on and he gets his leg taken out or doesn't get played. Yeah. All right, mate. Take care, buddy. I'll see you for a second. Take care, mate. Cheers. 1-1. One, one. Yes. Point. This is, what, this is what we have come down to. We have got one point and we're happy. Well, okay. We're going to have some excitement tomorrow. It's the Grand Prix. It is indeed. Uh, it's the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, of, in, to be precise. Join me from 4.30. It's a 5 o'clock lights out. We'll be doing a live watch along. Do join us if you are into your racing. It can't be any worse than having watching Leicester. Up until that last 45 minutes when, of course, we were half decent. half Not fully decent, just half decent. 4.30 tomorrow. Catch me then. Thank you so much if you've been watching on Twitch and YouTube, Leicester to Ride ITV. And if you've been listening on your favourite podcast platform, as always... Thank you so much for lending me your ears. You can have them back now, full of wax, but you've got them back. All I'll say is see you tomorrow, like I say, 4.30. Thanks very much. Come on, England, next week. 
And uh, as always, here's Arnie. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That's all, folks. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in a participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.